cliffcentral.com Give it it in the meantime Give it it Give it it Action the place to be No Give it it I'm just going to keep quiet on this one. In the meantime, hey. in the meantime, we've got these studio guests who are singing as well. Come, please, Kaleho, please, please, please. Yes, we this is your debut. This is your debut. You know, man, it, man, we've left this life behind. No, no, no. Bad, bad, bad song. I'm just waiting to start the show. I think this is great. This is fine. This is fine. I've got stories about this. What stories do you have about this song? What stories do you have about this song? This song is quite interesting. So, so this song is quite ratchet. In what sense, Rory? In many ways. Help us, English folk. I've been telling you to learn the to black languages. And this is one of those. This is one of those moments where you miss out. But yeah, this song is particularly apt for the conversation we're going to have because it um, it speaks to trashiness. It's a it's a song that I've seen a man, a very uh, organized, uh, composed man, um, at a party saying to me, "Look, uh, you know, I, I don't dance. You're not going to see me on the dance floor." And we're having a very solid conversation throughout this uh, this party, and then the song comes on. Yeah. <laughs> And this man is like, hey, hey, this track, this track, this track for it, this track. Let me, let Gets me. Gets in your feels, eh? <laughs> All inhibition is gone. It's gone. All inhibition is gone. That thing. Gone. Finish. Finish. Simon so, Anoke, welcome to Frankly Speaking. It's one hour of, I suppose, just discussions about. Him and it, yeah. and the and the rest. Eh? Um, we're we're speaking about uh, men are trash. Still, last week we spoke about we spoke to women. Uh, this week it's brothers in conversation. Rory, why are we having this conversation? So last week, uh, after having a, a conversation around how should men respond to men are trash, mm-hmm. uh, we got quite a um, robust uh, backlash, I think, on social media uh, from a lot of our listeners who said, you know what. You men just took over the conversation, um, and you're not listening, and so on. And we mm-hmm. said, okay. Then I decided to go and attend uh, um, an event um, that was hosted by one of our guests, Katleho, um, in Pretoria, w- which was also discussing men are trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that very forum, I asked a lot of the same questions that we we asked on the show, and I got the backlash. I, I got a lashing of my life. The wrong side. From, and, of but, history, and it's students, man. so it's the students, and so it's students. <laughs> so they, oh my goodness, they went after me, and and a, a number of the. Things Things they said is that it's not our job as women to educate men. Mm-hmm. Men should be sitting with men and having their and having their, their their conversations, and they should figure out how to do this and stop policing our feelings and all of that, all of that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. we thought, you know what? Maybe it's time for brothers to come into conversation, and let's just have a conversation as brothers and say and say, okay, we are expected to have conversation amongst ourselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's talk, but let's have a frank conversation in the spirit of the show. Let's not talk in sort of high terms, academic and, words, and yeah. saintly things as men, as outies. 
face to face, heart to heart. Let's have a conversation around the fact that we've been having this conversation for a very long time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, just like apartheid, uh, there are no men who who qualify as trash. So they will only they will only admit to being trash in the sense that yes, men systemically are a mm-hmm. problem, but. All of us now, all of a sudden, are saying, "But it's not me. They're just mm. friends I need to call out." Right. Right. Now, if we all have friends that we need to call out, but it's not us that are the problem, then who's friends with who exactly? Mm, guilty by association. But I'm friends who? with Andrew, so so I know I've got friends to call out. I count <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I can't. I call out Katleho, who's a, who's a guest. I call out Komozo, who's on the line. Those are my friends. So, uh-huh. so, 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 but they will also say that they're not the problem, but they have friends to call out and they'll include me. So, so all of a sudden now we've all disappeared, the mm-hmm. people that are actually trashy. So let's have a heart to heart. What's going on? Where are we? And then let's talk about what do we do moving forward to actually remove all of these things that continue to perpetuate trash? Now, it's, of course, it wouldn't be an easy buy if we didn't have um, some some elders in the room as well. So we've got um, Mbuiselo Buerta, who's at the... Please, Mbuiselo, you must tell me your new title because you're so hardcore these days that I, can, I can't even keep up. He's what? at the Gender Commission now. That's right. You're at the Gender <laughs> yeah. Commission, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. The Commission for Gender Equality, which is one of the chapter nine uh, institutions set up in this country to uh, support deepening our democracy. And what is your role there? Are you the head of it? Well, no, I, uh, well, I'm one of the commissioners. Uh, okay. We have we, we about uh, 11 commissioners uh, with uh, um, different provinces. Uh, so yes, we, we um, uh, I am one of um, one of the peers there. Yeah. We need to also welcome Khomotso Ntuli joins us uh, on the line as well. Khomotso Dumelangentate. Dumelangrana, how are you? Lega. Good stuff and greetings to everyone else involved there. It's great to hear and that them we sell on the line. Hi, Khomotso. Hi, that's the guy. Dumelangrana. Thank you so much. No, this has become it's very formal. Stuff. People are calling each other in Dante, so I, I really expect to be called in Dante well, myself. That's why. That's got nothing to do with age. <laughs> in, fact, in, in the African context, it's a sign of respect. Because Absolutely. Nothing to do with age. You, it's like, how I say to my daughters, meh, the guy may or you know, but they, they are my daughters. So just correct and put in perspective. It has nothing to do with one's age, you know. And it I th- is a, a sign, a sign of respect. I think that's an important context builder for this conversation because I think it's it's about us as brothers having a conversation, mm. a very open and frank uh, conversation because. Uh, you know, we have all of these different conversations and they're nice and we, 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 we play to the gallery, right? We, mm. we play and we, we, we perform and we say all the right things and then we continue, the, the, we, we continue to see these things perpetuated in society. So today we just want to have that. That's why we started with Hibidi because it just breaks the ice. Everybody hey, is on the same that. level. We've been brought down. <laughs> so, so, so I, I think, I think let's, let's kick it off, uh, uh, guys. You know, last week we had a. Have you introduced hit, a our in-store, in-store, in-store guests? Such a disrespect. I know. Really? Yes. I mean, he has introduced himself. I also knew to win. I also knew himself. And uh, joining us in studio is Ntate uh, Katleho Mohase. Um, Katleho, quite interestingly, he he set up um, 
a conversation last week that I attended um, at the Elam Church, um, mm. Elam Full Gospel Church in Pretoria, which was quite interesting to see this conversation happening inside a church mm-hmm. um, and for the F word and so on to be used within that context as just an, an indication of uh, how seriously women feel about this issue. And and I just, you know, I was, I was quite impressed with Katleho Ho uh, for setting that up, but for the church as a whole under Pastor Emmanuel Lantman for creating a space for that, for such a conversation to happen. It's not a, it's not a churchy conversation to have, but uh, they created a space. So I think it would be, and he's also been quite a vocal uh, person around this particular issue has been on a number of TV shows about it. So okay, it can, we, can, we, can we finish up the introductions here? Tell me where we can get into this. I brought I brought Komoto specifically onto the show because I want him to be politically incorrect. He knows what he needs to do here. Muiselo, um, maybe 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 to start. I'm sorry, Rory. I've hurt your feelings. I apologize. Will you ever forgive me? <laughs> Silence. Huh? <laughs> said, maybe to start with you, you've been you've been uh, dealing with gender issues your whole life. The men are trash. Um, uh, hashtag comes about uh, two weeks ago or last week. How how do you feel about it? What's your what's your initial reaction to it? Well, well Andrew, let's put it in, let's put it in a context. Uh, men are trash. Uh, it is in fact. Uh, it's all about individual men. It's about us uh, as a social group. And I want to draw in an analogy with the American concept. That uh, in, in the, they are saying that uh, black lives matter in America. And you've had white liberals who retorted by saying that, no, in fact, all lives matter. But the reality is that in America, it is black men who are killed. It is men, black men who are feeling that the prison and they are, they are in the minority, but they are in the majority in the prison. So when you, when you, when, when women uh, said and, and they're, when they are saying uh, men are trash, they are not talking about about us as individuals. So so I think uh, I want to foreground this discussion by, by acknowledging that it is in fact a deep seated cry for help. It is it is a deep seated a cry for a hopelessness. And when women are saying that, because um, Rodisang, Buicello, Komuto, Andrew, uh, our lived experiences are such that I don't walk around at 12 midnight looking over my shoulder that I'll be raised. But every day, every minute in this country, women go out, look over their shoulder, who's whistling, Who's behind them? So these are not not just subjective, but these are lead a, 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 a experiences of women on a daily basis where they are violated. So men are trash. It is in fact a call to action. It's but, in the uh, same way, Andrew. It's in the same way, Andrew. When 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 we said during the the, 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 the struggle against apartheid, we said that there were there were there were there were, there were white people. Uh, who we knew that you know, the George Lobos, the, the person of this world, the Helen Joseph of this world, the Kojima, the list is long. And the argument has always been that when you say white people are oppressors, we're talking about, we were talking about them as a social group, but we knew that the Abraham Fisher of this world had sacrificed their lives for the betterment, for the liberation of this country. So I just, I, I think that politics it's important to 
and have that context and so grounding it, understanding that women go through unspeculiar oppression that you and I will not begin to even countenance. All of us in the studio and myself, we would not even get closer to understand what they go through. You know, let, let, yeah. let me interject you there because I think for me this is part of a, 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 the, the bigger problem um, with this conversation and how men have this conversation is that we continue to say they're not speaking about you as an individual, they're speaking about the broader system. But when that happens, it means I remove individual accountability uh, from this. I, I begin to look at it as a systemic issue. And that is why what we are observing, again, within the community of brothers, is some of the biggest voices on this, male voices on this particular topic, are people that we know as gents on the street. They live trashy lives. Um, but but for the for the sake of the audience, um, they will say the right things and they will continue to speak about it as a systemic issue. Should we not be saying no when they say that men are trash? They're speaking about me as an individual. What, what do we say as gents about this? Komozo. But you, you, uh, 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 sorry, sorry. I I have a I have a pleasure. Okay. I, I need to leave at half past. Half past go ahead. Go ahead. That then we sell. Now, now I was saying that uh, I was saying that, uh, and this was my, I think my final thoughts on the matter is that uh, I think that it calls to action for all of us. And I, and when they say, and when when I say that it's not about individuals, uh, what I, what I mean is that it, it says that uh, these individuals for all of us uh, that it's important to be reflective and say, but what is my role? As an individual, as a group, and, you know, so so it's a call to all of us, and for me, it's a, it's a sobering call that says that there's a need for us both at individual level, as a group, to to say that I'll be my brother's keeper, I will stick out, I will not hold my arms. Yeah, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. Thanks, Natan Buisel. Uh, let's let's bring the other guys into this conversation, gents. Um, so we've got that context, um, but uh, then it comes into the arena of us as gents uh, sitting around uh, the table, having a cold drink, talking about this. How did you guys feel? So without without being politically correct about it, Katleho, when this thing hit you, you you you've basically played on the right side of this conversation, so As to, so to speak. Mm. Yes, um, and 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 I'm like, okay, is that was that an instinctive thing? Was that an obvious thing that this is the, the space you need to occupy? Andrew, on the other hand, has played a very angelic thing. He's been very also on the very right side, saying all the right ah, things yeah, and yeah, so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak for uh, yourself. He's Speak been, for he's yourself. Been, he's, been, he's, been, he's been saying all the right things. No, and no, when, no, I on, him, when I probed him, when I probed him, when I probed him and said. But why? Why are you like? Why are you like this? Why are you like uh, this? this, guy, <laughs> this because I know you. You're my brother. Yeah. Why? Why are you like this? Yeah. Uh, he said, "Hey, you know, I, Point I'm, of order. I am not sure that I can speak." Uh, Point of order on the, on this particular topic. Yeah. Komoto is also my brother, um, and and he tends to be on the right side of this of this conversation as well. So yeah. so am I the only one for whom this entire thing was not an obvious thing? Look, I don't, I don't think that, um, maybe let me say that there's, there's no right side, man. Contrary to popular belief, um, there, there's a side that's more socially acceptable and there's a side that's not so acceptable. The side that's not so acceptable to a lot of people is the side that says not all men. 
Right. That's a side that people get lambasted for and all of those things. But I think for me, um, having grown up seeing or rather seeing abuse happen right in front of me, you know, with people in the street and that. And you were too young to do anything. That really impacted me for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so when a hashtag like this, when situations like this came up, I mean, I, I was the first guy to say, no, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen guys do dodgy things. And I've seen guys tell their friends mm-hmm. about how dodgy they are and celebrate each other's dodginess over drinks. Mm-hmm. And that for me is a problem because I think that at the base of it, it's just, it's behavioral. And these behaviors are not going to change unless we actually hold each other accountable. And we say, hey, Andrew, that thing you did to your girlfriend is just not right. Bro. Mm. You know, because this hashtag began about infidelity, mm. you know, and, and it escalated to abuse and murder. And it, it happens that we are speaking today when Sandy Lemans is being, you know, sort of mm. applying for bail. Mm. Uh, on this, so I, I I don't know whether we'll ever get it right if we don't have these conversations among gents. Datem Buiselo, because you're about to leave, let me let me put this to you. Uh, somebody who is, let's say, your brother generationally, um, uh, the, the the minister Jeff Khadeb has has just done some trashy behaviour um, that has been publicised. How do you? Hold him to account. So let's not talk uh, in gender commission terms and so on. Outy to outy. Uh, have you had that conversation with him? And, and, and how do you at that level? Because it's clearly not something that is just us, uh, younger ones that have a problem with. It's clearly something that's happening even in the older generations. How do you hold that man to account? I think in that have we lost? Have we lost, Mr. Bosa? Gone, unfortunately. I'm interested. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you know, and maybe we bring Komoto in here. Um, Komoto, we we speak about how we should hold our brothers to account. How do we hold each other to account? How do we hold ourselves to account? That's more important. I think the other, you know, blaming the other always takes the accountability away. Rory's saying that I'm being angelic. I'm not being angelic. I think I'm being more in uh, reflective and introspective about my personal behavior. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can. Sorry, the line just gets a bit choppy, uh, but um, I, I can hear you. Yeah, you think? So I was just saying, how do we hold ourselves together? What have we done wrong? What have you done wrong specifically as a man in society? Um, can, you, can you give us a little bit of feelings around maybe some introspection you've done over the last little while about what you've personally done wrong and how you perpetuate the, the cycles of, uh, of men are trash or patriarchy for that matter? So um, I think there's been interesting views, and it's unfortunate that I couldn't hear um, a lot of what uh, Dr. Mbuisolo has been saying. Um, but let me just uh, start with uh, the last part of what you were saying. I think Roru was asking about uh, Minister Khatebe's uh, uh, issues with uh, nudes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Is it clear? Yeah. Yeah. So um, first, let me just say that... Uh, um, infidelity is not necessarily um, uh, in. My goodness, we lost mm. him at the. Both men and women Wait, have adequate it? capacity to do this. Komoto said that again. You said you said infidelity is not what. It's it's not just a a main thing. Both mm. men and women are equally uh, capable of um, engaging in that, right? Mm. Mm. right? However. There's a, a, a crucial part that um, infidelity is when it's done by men. 
Um, and it's, it's frowned upon, and there's a whole lot of issues that come up when it's done by women. So I'll give an example. Um, there's a, maybe just to, to say that there's a book by Njabulun um, Debele, uh, where he was talking about the cry of Winnie. Right, mm. and in in the book he was talking about uh, women and waiting. So just in the in our recent past, we had men going to the mines in and Johannesburg and all those things, and we got here and we played around, and some of us had kids um, and did all sorts of things. And then when we got back home, it was expected that um, the women will accept that. However, if anything close to that was to be done by the woman, um, the, the whole marriage would probably be over so so to say so so it's, um, it's one thing to hold um a person who's found to have not been his wife as a man but it's also another thing to realize that um it, it can be done from 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 both sides so what we're dealing with is not only uh, men engaging in this thing but you you're dealing with a social system that allows us to do these things and and be allowed to, to do them and without consequence, if that, that kind of uh, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I get you. Let Let's talk about you as an individual. How sure. how did this particular issue hit you? And if you look around at your fellow brothers and so on, how how did it hit them? Because for me, I think a big challenge around this conversation is we can go on and speak about and and there are a number of us in this conversation who've been involved in politics and we know that you can speak from the point of view of what should happen but if you don't start at yeah. the point where people are right now uh, mm. you're not going to be successful because you're, you're you're creating an idealized state but people don't live in that idealized state and I feel like this conversation is also very much happening in that way. We're speaking about what men should do without understanding yeah. where they are. So when this thing hits you as, as a man and within a community of other men, what exactly were your initial feelings and what are you seeing around you, around where men are in this, whether they're rightly or wrongly there, where are men on this particular issue as a generalization? Sure. Um, so let me just say this, um, Rory. So there's two parts. You were talking about uh, the individual versus the group, right? Mm. Um, so uh, I think some some people within this conversation will know that I've been involved in, in, in gender-related work for a while. I mean, I've worked with uh, the Dembu Isel on, on, on certain things. Um, and this is a conversation we've had for a long time to say the crux of the matter is not just when uh, there's rape, or there's abuse and all. It's it's a question about what views do we have around me and uh, the woman involved in my life um, with with regards to roles and things like those. And I mean, I, I always say the story that I, I grew up in a house where um, we all did the work um, in the home, right? It was it was three of us, my sister and my brother. Um, and we all shared those, those, those tasks. It was at the point where some of my friends were like, why is your sister not cooking um, and you are cooking when, when, she's, uh, when she's around? And so I, I think an unfair advantage, at least for me, is that I, I got exposed to the issue from the other side and not where I, uh, uh, I had this like put into my head that I am the man, I'm the leader. Of course, they're, they're, I, I'm part of that system, um, and I'm privileged in that sense because um, 
be related to my manhood mm -hmm. and not necessarily uh, to me as a person. So, I mean, I, I'm not trying to complicate this, but I'm just saying that it's not as simplistic as saying that uh, when I get to a restaurant, um, the lady or the, the gentleman that would be serving us would expect that I have to pay. And at that point, I don't have money. And the lady that who is even when it's expected of me and the question is what does that do to me as as, as a man in, in, that, in that relationship i one of That's, the things about jewelry is that yeah yeah go ahead you're about to tell me about me this gets <laughs> this always yeah. gets interesting <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that one of the things about you is uh wanting to um uh, simplify what is often a, a, a bit of a complex thing um and i i i, I struggle a bit with that because i i i trying to look at it from a, a systematic point of view. And but, isn't of course this, but isn't this the thing? And Komoto, we're just going to drop you so we can yeah. get you on another line because we, we're struggling with your line. But maybe guys help me. Maybe then I am the problem. And let's let's then let's then sit around the table around me as a, as a, as, a, as a case study because Komoto is saying I try and simplify things that are very mm. complex. But mm. I, then I believe I am the the archetype of every man out there. So 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 to the extent that I am doing this, it's probably then a lot of men then are looking at this. We're not. We're not engaging. We haven't been involved in gender issues and so mm. on. So we don't understand this above the point of how it makes me feel. And, and for me, the challenge has been how I engage, how I engage in this conversation. It, it's been very difficult to try and engage and be told, sit down and shut up. Like, yeah. oh, but I don't understand. Hey, shut up. Yeah. Sit down, listen. So then I'm like, okay, but you want me to, do you want me to be involved in this thing or not? No, we want you involved, but shut up and sit down. Mm. That, that's just, I'm being plain and honest, true to all of you and saying, yeah. this is the challenge that I am having in this conversation. So then as a guy, how, how then must I be engaging? Because I'm the only one that for this, this thing wasn't obvious for. Andrew, Andrew is just pleading the fifth and that's yeah. fine. But uh, <laughs> Katla, why are you being Katla, like this? Katla, why are you being like this, Rory? Katla, help, just because I said that thing me. in the beginning of the, the show me. and now you like this, Rory. Help, help me as, as, as a guy. And I'm saying I don't yeah. get, I, I don't get elements of this. Yeah. Um, and so you're failing to engage me. So where I should be listening, I'm not listening. I'm yeah. simply disengaging. I think that. You know, I think two things. Number one, every single sort of struggle or revolution as it were, different phases, right? And we're at the anger phase. We're, 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 I think we're moving out of it, but last week, the week before that, we're definitely at the anger phase. And women have been at that phase for a very long time. But it's now so palpable in the sense that any kind of let's sit down, let's engage, let's come up with solutions. It's is, not that time. It's, right? it's not that time. Mm. It's almost as if you are diminishing the anger and saying it's not worth anything. And so maybe that's the place where we need to be because I was on the wrong side uh, during Fees Must Fall. <laughs> so now there's a wrong yeah, side. Yeah. The, as it were. <laughs> because because when, when people were, were striking during Fees Must Fall and all of that, I was saying, but why are we not engaging the minister? And they said, you don't understand our anger. You don't and and we get it now now i've learned from that that there's an anger phase and we must completely empathize with women and actually acknowledge our faults during this anger phase and not that this is a phase in the sense of diminishing it will pass oh wow but when we get to the constructive engagement phase that's when we can actually have mm. these conversations and say hmm is this going to assist us how do we get men on board because 
men unfortunately are going to continue with the anger phase when women are starting to engage mm. and that will be the problem. <laughs> That's a problem because now men are starting to say no not all men no actually me I treat my wife right and then the women retort with but how about your brothers do you keep them accountable then actually what happens in our minds is that we go to those good guys and we're like I don't have friends that are dodgy what do you mean I must keep people accountable and then your female friends have to remind you no but there's an uncle in your family that's doing one, two, three. Mm. There's a friend in you, uh, in your circle that's doing one, two, three. You all know that he's doing this, but you're not calling him out. And all of a sudden then, not all men, and then men walk out of the conversation. Mm. I think it's interesting. No, Humozo, please. Now, now we've got you on a line. <laughs> yeah, the line is, is much better now. But I think just on, on what, what you're saying, Gatrejo, um, the, the idea of, of treating my woman right, what does that look like? What does that mean? Exactly. You understand what I mean? So, so, so the, the, the issue is, um, the, my premise is that we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah. And even the idea of treating the woman right can be flawed, even when it looks like it's okay in this society. So first, um, I think I, I've differed with one of the brothers uh, in the conversation that the man is not necessarily the head of the family. That's mm. not the and once we get that clear, that, that would be uh, where we start to look for a way forward. But so long as we still have the idea of the man as the head of the family uh, and linked to that being that he has to be the provider. I mean, the, providing men, he's the only provider, of course. Um, so he would, he would ensure that the family is taken care of. That's part of what you consider treating them right. Mm. However, in the current economic setting, you're not likely to have a man who's heading mm. the family in the traditional sense that where he has been expected to be the good man. So um, fathers in the recent past would be uh, guys that bring a lot of money home um, and then the wife would take care of the kids, would clean the house, would do all of these things. That's, that's part of being a good man. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I had to interject when you were still saying that, but I'm just trying to understand uh, what we mean. So, so, yeah. so, so the, the, the brother you're referring to is, is me, obviously. So, <laughs> in the interest, in the interest of transparency, let's just be clear. You're talking about me. And, and I actually want to come back to this issue, uh, around the man being the head of the, the household from, from a, from a religious Christian, uh, perspective because, uh, you know, 70% of the country is Christian. And so that worldview, uh, will continue to, 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 and you're saying, Komoto, that it's problematic. I want to come back to it. Um, I, 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 I want us to, to talk though about, okay, so as individual men, um, we are supposed to then be calling each other out, right? Um, the most of the men that I'm seeing, guys, to be to be honest, are not engaging with this topic, right? They've mm. been turned off. The, from the moment you said men are trash, they've been turned off. So how do you bring those guys into the conversation? Because what I'm seeing happening is the guys who are acknowledging are guys who were already sort of uh, mm. aware and conscious. Um, but the guys who, who haven't been conscious or haven't really been aware or engaged continue to be disengaged. Uh, and, and part of, part of the, the, the question is, how do you get those guys on board if you continue to scream at them? My experience has been that I go into a conversation. I say, okay, okay, I'm making myself available for this conversation. Uh, the moment I ask a question, you, you, you don't want me to ask a question. The moment I try and speak, you don't want me to speak. Then it's like, oh, geez, okay. I, I might here? as well leave. Why, why am I here? Right? It's a classic uh, uh, to generalization. Is a classic men because I've tested this out, and men are mm. like, 
you know, if if you're going to scream at me, uh, why why should I be here? And and so, what is it that must drive me to remain in the conversation um, when my views within this conversation are not considered important? And I understand the thing that we're in different phases, but. Um, mm-hmm. That this thing is a systemic thing. At which point are we all going to get all the men on board and say, okay, we've now all acknowledged the anger. Let's move on to, you see, it, it, it becomes complex. Uh, you see, I'm now acknowledging the complexity. It becomes complex when we deal about it, uh, in, in group formation. So, so help me, help me out. How, how do we bring guys who are like, hey, you know, as long as there's the screaming and anger, because you're angry, I understand. Be angry when you're finished, call me and then we can talk. I think I think you're making a lot of assumptions, Raw, and that that's that's where it all starts to go wrong. Like we assume that we need this to be in this issue. conversation, you know. Like, <laughs> no, I think I think that's the problem, right? And and the the reason I'm being quiet is not because it's because I've done this before in a weird way because I'm a white male as well. So these conversations are new to me about sure. where you need to sit. White trash, exactly. Sure. I'm white trash. You know, I'm, I'm privileged. I'm so on and so on. So it's not a situation of oh, I'm I'm being angelic. I'm I'm just no. How this goes. And the first thing, you know, Kalejo is, is 100% right. It's, this is not about you. They don't want to include you in this. It's about unifying women in a but voice of anger. Me. It's against you, but it's not about you. Right? Mm. And there's a difference here. Come on. And so I Come think. On, somebody. <laughs> well, that's the first time I've ever been clicked for. That's amazing. This feels good. Eh? Like, I should try some more often. <laughs> but I think the point is to say, hey man, you're not alone in this. Women are, like, the problem with abuse, the problem with patriarchy is often you've, the abuser, the person who this is against feels alone, feels like they are the yeah. problem. Yeah. And actually this whole woman, um, women are trash. How's that? Men are trash is a situation of saying, hey, hold on a second. You're not alone. You feel like this. I also feel like this. Mm. I also feel like this. So Rory coming in and saying, hey, I'm sitting here. I'm making myself available. Immediately feels like you're the king making yourself available to the people. And I'm not saying it's just you, Rory. I'm saying it's all of us, right? We are making ourselves available to, to hear the, the plights of the, the cries of, of the poor people, of, of the masses, of the this. And it's, and the masses are going, we don't care what you, if you're here to hear us or not. We're just going to make noise right now because we're angry, right? This is where we're at. This is where we sit. At the moment in the conversation, I've I think that one must one must be careful about my silence in this conversation. Not being about being angelic, it's about being introspective, right? But For it's a, also about fear, Andrew. Let's be let's be honest. You you, you are afraid of saying certain you. things. <laughs> no, because you and I have had conversations about this. It's also about fear, and think, and my concern about the conversation is that there are a lot of men who. Just won't speak because because of fear. But we should be afraid. And uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. But but like, you see what what fear does is it suppresses the things that we should be getting engaged and held accountable about. Right? Absolutely. But I think that at this point, you know, I may differ with uh, Komoto on a few things, and we'll get to where <laughs> where we differ. But for me, what's what's important is that we need to be very afraid, gentlemen. We need to be afraid of the society that we are actually one day possibly going to bring children in. To, where women have to walk and look behind their backs and stuff like that. I mean, I've had my own mother say to me, "I am scared," and this is this this is this is an older woman say, "Look, I'm very scared because there are boys around here who are doing dodgy things, and mm. I, I, you know, I don't know how it is that I should maneuver that." And I need to acknowledge, firstly, her fear. I need to acknowledge the fear of my wife. I need to acknowledge the fear of all of these other women in my life. But also, I need to be available to the fact that, okay, maybe Rorisang and Komoto Kateo go to 
a community and speak to the young boys there. Leave these women alone. Mm. Let's let's leave them alone. Let's have a conversation with the boys in Mamilodi. Next week, let's go to the boys in Senten. Mm. The following week, let's go to the boys but in let, wherever. Let me, let me challenge you. You are you you are saying all the right things, but but you you've you've twisted slightly what I said. Right? Okay. I said <laughs> men 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 should be afraid at a yeah. societal level. I sure. worry if my sister says she's going out in yeah. the middle of the night. I worry because I I'm scared at sure. a societal sure. level. Sure. But scared in this conversation and the ability to air mm-hmm. uh, how I genuinely feel, which might be wrong, to genuinely f- so so that's where I'm talking about okay. the fear. The fear in this conversation is it right that men should be afraid to to air their how they feel in this conversation so that they can be held accountable. If I don't air what the issues mm. are, you can't hold me accountable. Exactly. And then I continue living and we all assume everything is fine until yeah. the wrong moment and I send an SMS and say, show me your CLIT. Yeah. Right? You see? So, so. Clear leadership in transformation. <laughs> <laughs> I think we shouldn't be afraid, man. And I, I've, I've said this even at the dialogue that I hosted, that there's some stuff that Vela we're going to say as men that we need to say. Mm. And unfortunately, if, again, going back to the place where we are, the phase where we are of this quote-unquote revolution doesn't allow us to say those things. We're going to get to the place where we're able to say, but how do I? So hold yourself. Basically, exactly. Basically. For, now, for now, just hold the placard that says men are trash <laughs> and, and move quiet. and go. And then there'll be a time where they say, okay, Nina, or oh, not all men. Come, let's hear what you are saying. And then we'll be able to, to do something about it. You know, then we'll be able to say, okay, I can be a mentor. I can contribute my time. I can this, that, or the other. And actually, the, the other thing that Andrew seems to have alerted me to is that politicians should be taking a hint from this men are trash. Mm. Right? Because if people are crazy about a certain issue and you come in with, so you look like you don't empathize. You you don't, you you can't hear what they're saying. So you need to be there. Mm. Shut up and listen. Mm. Uh, this is this is actually raising a, another issue around entitlement that mm. you 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 feel entitled to your opinion at mm. any point in the mm. conversation, yeah. right? As I have been, as I have been uh, behaving. Now let me flip that around, yeah. and, and this is on record. It will be on record forever. So yeah. I'm going to get it's crucified. Now one be careful. Day, be careful. <laughs> this will come back to you. One no. day I will be crucified for this. I was not part of the show. I was not part of the show. You see, you see how Andrew is behaving. You see the point. It's uh so so I am not entitled to a woman's body. That I agree with a hundred percent. I am not entitled to airing my opinion at this moment in time. I am beginning to understand that. Sure. Are women entitled to my undivided attention throughout this period? Komutsu? <laughs> Rory, can you can you just run that again? I I, I need to get the, the what you say. No, you no, are so, you, so, you are starting to understand that you're not entitled to the woman's body. No, 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 no. I said I'm, I am not entitled to a woman's body. I get that, right? Okay. I am beginning to understand that I am not entitled to uh, expressing my opinion at any moment in this particular conversation. I'm beginning to understand that through this conversation, right? Yeah. Now I ask, are women in this moment entitled to my undivided attention? Um, and, and I ask this because of... Uh, this thing that again I'm thinking about all of my brothers that I'm seeing and how they're engaging in this topic, and they are not engaging. They they are not. Maybe you know whether right or wrong, the way that is being presented or whatever is is not really engaging them. So, are, are 
if I want to, them to engage in this conversation, I need to, to frame it in a way that's going to begin to engage them. Um, are women then, or, or should we be saying to those guys, guys, you know what, right now you should be listening and paying undivided attention irrespective of how you feel? Is it okay if I just flip it a little and be a bit, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, controversial or something? As long as you answer the question and don't try and flip it into something it's not. Go ahead. No, let, let, let's, let's put it like this. How, how would you, uh, okay, general, amongst us, how would it feel if a woman came to you and said, you know, I, I like you, I want us to hit it off? Oh, would no. that be awkward? Let's put it in another way. Hmm. Um, you're sitting at a restaurant somewhere and the lady's like, you know what, I, I like you. I would actually love to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be taken aback, but uh, but I don't I don't think I would be offended. I might say, hey, you know, slowly, Tiger, or something <laughs> like yeah. that. Hmm. The, 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 the reason why I'm mentioning this is that... Um, Three um, kind of interlinked institutions that lead to these perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. The one is religion, the second is what we call culture, and both of those um, have the whole patriarchal notions of how we relate and fight, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, the one part is that the men will initiate the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Now, from different levels of, of society, um, different people will take rejection in, in, in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what you see that, and, and this does not start when we are having a conversation on, on radio or when we are much older. It starts uh, on how we grow these young boys. Mm. So the same way in which you're saying, uh, my sisters are scared to walk on the road. What we taught guys about being the superior conquerors or hunters is what leads to that. You know, these funny comments, this whistling uh, when you uh, are walking around, that does not include the fact that the woman can equally do it. And I, my premise is that those notions, um, I mean, if you think that you're not entitled to a body, um, uh, but then is she entitled to, it's a one-sided uh, conversation, mm-hmm. right? It, it takes, it takes uh, the assumption uh, that there is an element of some kind of entitlement, right? And, and we are realizing that now. And my turn is that there are a number of institutions that ensure that, efficiently so, ensure that that, that view is perpetuated and we agree with it. And, and I can tell you that there are a number of men who are holding the men at first placard at that march who went back home and expected that there will be food on the table that is prepared by the, by the wife, so to say. Komoto, I'm very interested by what you're saying because I wanted to bring up the whole cultural vibe. Of course, being a white male and having no culture, this is an interesting outsider's perspective. Um, your th- no culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, your thoughts on how to be, how to be a, I suppose, a, 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 a woke male, but not go against your culture. How, how does that, how does, how do you frame that? How do you, I mean, it sounds like you, you're walking that, you're walking proof that it is possible. How do you, how are you dealing with that? What do we define as, as, as culture? Do we define this thing as a, let's remember that the, the man as a conqueror comes from back at that time when uh, our muscles ensured survival. Our muscles ensured that there would be food brought home. The economy has changed over time. I mean, culture comes from like where, where we've been. 
and how we respond to the environment, essentially. No? Can, can, can I, can I sort of chip in here? Is it... Maybe let me come from the religious perspective Let's on this, on this culture. Thing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm married, right? Both of us are Christian, and yeah. we subscribe to the view um, that uh, a man is head of the home and the woman ought to submit. I think you don't necessarily agree with that, and uh, uh, you may call it patriarchal. Now, let me perhaps put the situation to you that there is an obligation on man in the Christian tradition to love his yeah. wife as Christ loved the church. So in the sense that I should be able to sacrifice my very being to die for this woman. And that in and itself creates a love space where she would be able to be led. Now, I don't lord it over her because I think a lot of people have missed that part right before in this Ephesians that they quote to say, she must be submitted to me as I must be submitted to her, right? And that's the only woman that should submit to any kind of man. Woman on the street, woman in a CEO position who's not married to anyone does not have to submit to anybody. Yeah. Uh, um my dear brother, let me just be honest with you. Um, <laughs> here, here, here it comes. You want to drum roll? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, what, what is it that makes you the head of the house? What, is it, what is it that makes me the head of the house? Yeah, one. The fact that she was, uh, uh, she came from your rib or what was, what is it? You are the provider, you protect what? You fight, uh, what is it? I think that what is, well, if you follow the Christian tradition, that is a role that is given to specifically husbands. That's, that's the only, and, and it's given by a God who then we both believe in. That's simply it. I, I can't expect anyone who doesn't subscribe to the Christian tradition to even note any kind of head of house argument. And, and I'd fully agree with them. Uh, you know, if anyone says that, ah, but I don't understand this thing. I don't get it. I don't believe in it. Then, I mean, the argument sort of, uh, falls away. Am I making sense? Uh, yeah. Um, I think we're in a good space because uh, much as I'm, I'm not uh, Christian, I, I do spend quite a bit of time uh, studying uh, the, the, the book, you know, uh, and uh, like the kind of setting in which some of these views were, were developed. I, I've given this example to a number of people that it, why is it that um, uh, at the height of Jesus Christ's teaching, um, his uh, crew, this cabinet, this disciple, to all me, right? And perhaps let me. Okay. Yeah, at that time, I mean, one could say that um, you know, I mean, they may have been like all male uh, disciples, but there were a lot of views of women that were included there and there. What I'm saying is that a number of the teachings that we find um, in, in the Bible, and I'm just being frank when, when it comes to this, a number of the teachings that we find in there where in a society that was patriarchal, right? And they're reflected there. I mean, of course, we'll differ in uh, how those views that are held in, in the Bible and in many religious um, uh, uh, institutions came about, whether it was the word of our dear Lord and uh, that inspired the people who were writing there, or if these were political views that were governing a society that had uh, those, those kinds of 
institutions. But without us hearing of a lot, what I'm trying to say is that we will struggle. We will struggle to get this right if we still want to hold on to the head of the household argument. The head of the household argument is fundamentally linked to um, emasculated men who feel like they're nothing. And I can tell you right now that if you're the head of the household, at the least you should provide for the house, right? I, I, I yeah. Perhaps, sorry, I think maybe where I'm coming from with sort of the uh, spiritual argument on all of this is that society demands so little of people living in the age that we do, right? That, uh, for instance, the concept of being uh, my brother or sister's keeper for me is a biblical one. The concept of trying to protect any other lady uh, in the street as your sister is a biblical one. And so the standard that I would hold uh, any man who subscribes to the Christian view uh, is much higher than anyone else who does not. And so in this conversation of men are trash, perhaps as the church, when we get to the engagement phase, we're able to say, Okay, we have solutions, but the solutions are found perhaps in Jesus and in trying to make sure that uh, we understand, number one, that Jesus is also a feminist, but we'll get to that topic another day. Uh, I feel like, I feel like this is, I feel like you guys are starting an entirely new no. show. Uh, yeah, what's happening? Uh, and, and we have to bring it back as the broadcasters. Here. Yeah, I love it. No, no, I, I love, I love the conversation, but it's almost like, wow, I mean, you said, you know, a number of solid punches were landed. Jesus is a feminist. Um, this thing of, you know, but yeah, there were no women as part of the disciples. These are all very interesting conversations. I think w- what it boils down to is that where did we, where did all these problematic uh, behaviors within society and within our own behaviors uh, emanate from? Now, the question, guys, is so what do we do? We don't have a lot of time. And yeah. maybe, maybe it's another sign of the problem is we have enjoyed having this huge conversation when we're only going to leave the f- last five minutes to actually Practically, what does that mean for, for the four guys in this conversation and any other guys? Uh, but also, not just in engaging with other brothers, but also in engaging with women. Komotso, who has been on the right side of this conversation, as it were, used a very problematic term in the context of the conversation. He said, let's talk about our woman or your woman. So he spoke as if it's a possessive uh, thing. So it, it's quite interesting that we all have elements of it, and I don't think we entered this conversation because we wanted to show how perfect we are. It's all a journey. So how yeah. do we proceed uh, along this journey for all of us? How do we? How practically? What must happen? What must tend to happen? Komozo and then Katleo. Um, quick, quick one. Um, Rory, I'm gonna go back to this uh, this uh, interview or what, whatever you call it, and find out if I accept my woman or the woman that I'm with. But even then, it's contextual. One thing um, that we need to do is understand that we are not in any way superior, however subtle that uh, we would be believing in that. So we need to accept that we are not uh, the leaders in this whole thing. Um, and that's a vulnerable space because it questions the whole um, institution of manhood, um, at the least in a heterosexual um, setting, um, and what that looks like in the family, in terms of gender roles, um, in terms of uh, finances, in terms of uh, decision-making, in terms of leadership. Komoto, yeah. share the how. So, so yes, that's true, but how? What, what practically do I go and do? You 
think inherent in what I'm saying, Gori, is um, first I'll give the example of um, the idea of uh, I don't know initiation of relationships. You don't have to be the one that is initiating it in the first place. Mm. And I'm using this as simple things because they are key. They are key aspects of the institution of of, of uh, I can't pin it down to one, two, three points. So there's so many of them. Yeah. It's, it's okay for you to wash the dishes. It's okay for you to clean the house, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be that you will do it when you have the time or when you have... If, if you guys have a child, it's okay for you to take care of the child whilst that work and, and those kinds of things. Without calling, okay. it, without calling it babysitting. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely mm. uh, well put. Mm. Let's let's get Katleho. Katleho, uh, practically for it to me and you, what do we do moving forward? What 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 are the practical things that Rory? You you've seen where Rory is in this conversation, and he's he's a problem. Yeah. How do we move him beyond where he is into becoming part of the solution? I think that uh, Rory and Katleho and Andrew and Khomut, <laughs> all of us have to perhaps sit and listen for now. Um, and after sitting and listening, number two, go to our own communities where there are young boys and uh, tell them that, look, this woman is not a possession of yours. There's nothing that you need to do to own her or whatever and treat her better. This is how you should What about the her. older men? Because they are uh, part of the problem and they are the, one perpe- they are the, the role models. Mm. What must we do with them? We just need to speak truth. We need to speak truth to them and say, this is how you handle it. You know, it, you know you African culture. How, how easy Screw is Screw that? that thing. So we just go, go like, to your father and just bona. tell him, poor pa. <laughs> we need to, sp- yeah. And, and that's, that's perhaps the shock change that we need, um, in this conversation because we can't afford to have other older men high-fiving, uh, the Sandy Lemansos of this world for killing the Garabos of the world. Or Jeff Khadebe. Or Jeff Khadebe for that matter. Mm. Andrew Lee. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me now? <laughs> like, this guy. Where, where does this land? You're, you're very I, jittery, my friend. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I you're, think, egg, you're egg dancing. Is, no, I'm not egg dancing. I think the, the, what this two weeks has created for me is a space of introspection. Because, for, for example, I think the obvious is woman abuse and how we treat women in a sexual space. The not so obvious is how do we just treat women generally? Um, day to day how do we treat them in business how do we treat them as intellectuals how do we get treated how do we expect to be treated these kind of things are, are really playing with me at the moment and I don't have good answers um, I know that I've been on the wrong side my whole life because I've been brought up socialized at an all boys school in very um, uh, patriarchy kind of spaces um, that I'm in the in the wrong. So it's about learning about how to change that um, and understanding what the socialization is, what the feelings are, before making any solutions. All right. Well, is that a cop out? Are no, you happy no, with no. that answer? It's, it's a start. Let's <laughs> let, right. let's go out there and Listen, be. Frankly speaking, never did women's issue shows right until men are trash, and now we've done two shows. So the change is now upon us because of a hashtag. So if you think that things aren't changing, just look at ourselves. We think we're liberal. We've never done a show on women and women women issues. Now we've done two in a row. Uh, we are going to be doing more, I'm sure. This is this is how it starts. All right. Let's let's go out there and do it. 
What do you think, Rory? Before we let's go out there and do it. I yeah? think we. I think we're eating into the time of a woman that must come after us, ah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and that in Paycheck itself, is falling. that there in itself go. is there a problem. So I start now by defending her time. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Frankly Speaking. If you missed any of the conversation, uh, cliffcentral.com forward slash Frankly Speaking. Let us know your thoughts as well. Hit us up on Twitter at Rory Shabalala or at Yemo underscore Levy. We'll speak to you later. Ciao, Cliffcentral.com